has been a favorite of mine for years, and I, I, whoa, the microphone is working tonight. I like the book of Philippians because Paul rises above the circumstances to manifest a truly victorious, joyous life. And in our life, we are faced with sometimes adverse circumstances. But God intends us, not in our own resources or in our own power, but through His power, to manifest a whole difference in a, in a change of life. And in Philippians chapter 1, Paul's writing to the believers, he said, I thank my God, in verse 3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record. How greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, under the glory and praise of God. But I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather under the furtherance of the gospel so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places, and many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So Paul's writing to the believers here, and he said in verse 12, I I want you to understand that the things that have happened unto me, where I have been, been... put in prison and, um, and suffer the difficulties that have come into my life, these things have happened unto me for the furtherance of the gospel. You know, many times in life there are things that happen to us that we had, had no hand in what happened. They, these events just came into our life. And yet, as a believer, we need to understand some basic principles in whatever situation there is in life, understanding if I am a Christian, there are certain things that I can count on. He said in verse 6, you can be confident of this very thing, that God, who began a good work in you when he saved you, As we heard Sarah give the testimony as an eight-year-old calling upon Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of her sin, God began a work in her life. 
He began a work in your life the moment you trusted Christ as Savior. And Paul says, you can be confident of this very thing. God began a good work in you, and he will continue that work until he comes again, until the day of Jesus Christ. So we need to realize, if I am a Christian, number one, kind of in light of we went through how people change, I am already a fruit tree. When you became a Christian, God established you as a fruit tree, and he intends fruit trees to produce fruit. He said in John 15, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. God is not content in our life with saving us. He wants to save us and bring us to a relationship with him. And then he wants to use our life to produce fruit that will bless others, that will bring others to Christ. In Luke chapter 13, Jesus told about the tree that was not producing fruit. And it was said, cut it down. It's not producing fruit. And the caretaker said, no, give me, give me one more year as only a true gardener or a, a caretaker of a, of a orchard would say, no, no, next year, kind of like a Chicago Cubs fan, next year it will produce fruit. Next year, let, let me, let me put miracle grow on it. Let me get some good manure and put on it. Let me, give me one more year that this may produce fruit. I wonder how many times God says, give me one more year with that person. Let's see if we can get some fruit out of them. As a believer, if we are a follower of Christ, God designed us. He, he put us, he planted us as a fruit tree, and he anticipates and he expects fruit. Not only the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of, of producing Christ-likeness in our life that would be instrumental in bringing others to Christ. So, if I am a Christian... God expects, I already am a fruit tree. And secondly, living by faith, God blesses me with possibilities and privileges that he brings into our life that will produce fruit. Paul is this whole epistle. He's, he's writing to them. And, he, and again, we allude to the fact he said, um, you can be confident that I've been put in prison for a very special reason. Number one, I was walking by faith. I was obeying Christ in doing this. I was walking by faith, and God allowed this to come into my life, and I know that God is going to produce fruit. Not only do I know, he said, already? I have had the privilege of taking the gospel in the palace. I could never have gotten there were it not for this opportunity. The Christian life is not about grudgingly keeping rules 
with a grin or and bear it lifestyle. It is about trusting God and being in a joyful relationship and knowing that He is leading me and He will produce fruit in my life as I trust Him. That's walking by faith. It, it, is, not, it is not just about, about keeping rules. It is about a, a love relationship. Tonight we're having a, a wedding shower for um, Colton and Rachel. And as you go downstairs, you will see a list of rules for Colton and a list of rules for Rachel. Because we don't care about a relationship, we care about rules. No, that's not how it works. Now, in any marriage, there are certain things. In my marriage, there are certain things that, no, I will not do that. And it's not not eat kale, okay? There are certain things. No, it is not respectful to my wife, and I am not going to do that. Why? Because that's the rule to be a good husband? No, because I love her. And in the Christian life, it is a relationship with Jesus Christ. We are the bride of Christ. It is a relationship. And, and it, it is not just keeping rules. I just want to be a good husband. No, it is a relationship And as I walk in that relationship, a joyful relationship with him, as Paul manifested here, God is going to bring into our lives possibilities and privileges and opportunities to produce fruit. And thirdly, because of Christ, good things are possible even in difficulties. We often quote Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Understand this was written through a very, very difficult period from a man experiencing great persecution to believers that were experiencing great persecution. And he wrote to them... And he was encouraging them and saying, Christ is able to take this difficulty and make good come out of it. Someone gave this rendition of Philippians 4.13. I can endure anything life throws at me, even if I never get my way or live out my dreams Because the power of Jesus lives in me, and all my hope is in Him alone. That that is powerful. See, I can endure anything that life throws at me. This is what Paul's saying. I can do all things. I can endure anything that life throws at me. Then it adds this. Even if I never get my way or live out my dreams. Oh, man, I had these dreams and ambitions. I wanted to do this, and life threw me a curveball and a 
crazy sinker, and I swung and missed three times. I don't know why I'm using all these baseball things, okay? But at any rate, and man, my life isn't turning out the way I ever pictured it to be. No, it doesn't matter. I can live joyfully to the glory of God because, why? As a Christian, the power of Jesus Christ lives within me and all my hope is in Him alone. Do you understand? Trials and temptations are opportunities to experience the power of God at work in our lives personally. That is why James said, Count it all joy when you fall into various kinds of tribulations and testings. Because you know what? God, who lives within us, is at work. And he's going to use this to strengthen us and teach us and grow us and produce fruit. But often our response is, man. Why is this coming into my life? And maybe this last week you had things happen, or maybe you're still dwelling on things in your life, a a trial, a testing that came. Again, in Romans chapter 5, we find the same exhortation. He said in verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, And hope maketh not ashamed. Why? Because the love of God is spread abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We glory in tribulations. Why? Because I know Christ is in me. He's begun a good work in me. He could have prevented this tribulation from coming into my life. But he's allowing it in my life. And he desires to produce good through the power of of Jesus Christ in my life, and he's doing it personally. You're not one of seven billion people that God just looks over and sees like a bunch of ants. God personally is at work in every detail of your life. God is desirous of using it to grow us, to develop us, and to produce fruit. And as a result of that, you know, understanding that God dwells within us, He is at work, He's never going to throw us to the side. Every one of us probably have projects at home that we've begun and never finished. God never does that. And because of that, You and I have a great future and a blessed hope because of Christ. And this is what we need to focus on. Honestly, America, I believe, does not have a great future. But you know what? I have a great future because of the hope 
that we have in Jesus Christ. And that should be what, what lifts us up above the storms of life and raises us up to be a, a beacon, to, to be a light, to be a ray of hope in this darkness. There is no hope. And, and as you see things crumbling, understand, no, I am a believer. God has planted me here for this time. He is working in my life to produce fruit, and even in the most difficult circumstances, whatever trials or temptations or testings, I know that God's Spirit desires to work in my life in a personal manner, and I can glory in my tribulations. I can count it all joy because I know that the future is as bright as the promises of God. We should reflect the goodness of God and the blessed hope that we have. Listen, where are people going to get hope? We've seen what hope and change has done for us. There is no hope apart from Jesus Christ. And they're not going to, they're not going to get it unless they see that we have that. And we have to come back to these basic truths that are brought out throughout Philippians and throughout Scripture. Someone has written this. And think about it in light of your life, in light of the world that we live in. And you'll have it up here. Each morning that greets me is full of hope. Not because I am successful at what I am doing, or because the people near me appreciate me, or because circumstances are easy, but because God is, meaning He exists, and He is my Father. To look at the morning any other way is to believe a lie. To live in hope is to live in truth. To live in truth is to bring Him glory. To bring God glory in my daily living is the highest form of worship. Do you understand that? The highest form of worship is to bring God glory in our daily living by showing that the power of Christ lives within me. And in understanding every morning, we ought to be filled with hope. I'm not, I'm not minimizing the difficulties of life. There come very difficult times. But we must look up and understand that this world is not my home. And God is in control. He is at work in my heart. He has begun a good work. He has planted me here. And He will continue that work and even in the midst of what looks like nothing good can come out of this, God is able to make all things work together for good to them that love God. We don't have hope because, oh, I'm really being successful at work. Or because people really appreciate me. That's not why you have hope. If that's what your hope is built in, the day's going to come when they won't appreciate you. It's probably already come. 
Or because, man, everything's just going smooth. Everything's just going good. I have hope. That's a pretty good sign that it's not going to keep going that way, okay? Enjoy it, but understand that's not what our hope is in. To live in hope is to live in truth. To live in truth, and that alone brings him glory. And to bring God glory in my daily living is the highest form of worship. Worship is not some feeling that comes over us. It's not some response to outward. Worship is bringing God glory through where he's planted me and through what he's given me to do. And what a great opportunity. These are the days we live in. And we can wring our hands about, oh man, everything's going the wrong way. This is a great opportunity for light to shine. The darker the night, the brighter the light shines. And I, I hope that, that these truths will motivate you not to have a, a pessimistic but an optimistic, God is at work in me, I can trust him and walk by faith, and I can glorify him through his power that is at work in me. We want to close our service tonight by having a time of prayer for revival, for God's awakening. Um, We said many months ago that one thing we can do is to pray for our land and pray for God's working. So I will lead out in prayer. If you would um, be willing to obey the Spirit and pray Just raise your hand during the prayer and our guys will get you a microphone. This is really, um, we're joining together in prayer. And as God leads you to pray, then we together collectively are coming along.